Hey everyone, my name is Aaron, and I would like to welcome you to the Walk with Christ podcast. Today, we're going to be recording our fourth episode of the Bible study segment, and so I'm really excited to get into that with you guys. I'm just going to do a quick recap of what the whole Bible study segment is about, and then we can get right into it. So we're going to be reading through a section of the Bible together. We're going to discuss what it tells us, how it applies to us, go over perhaps a few relevant examples, and I may also include a personal story if there's one that I have that applies to what we're reading. And also, uh, I'll give a reading for next week that you can get into in advance before we record that segment. So this week's reading is going to be Psalm 28. It's a Psalm of David, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 9, which is the whole psalm. David was a king of Israel, and he was called a man who was after God's own heart, meaning he was really seeking God for intimacy and relationship. And we're going to see what we can learn out of that kind of a friendship and relationship uh, through this reading. So we're going to read through it one time together, and then we'll go through it breaking it down. All right, let's begin. Of David. To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what his hands have done, he will tear them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So, that was a pretty cool psalm to read through. There are some parts that are a little intense there, but we'll go through it. So let's all turn back to, um, and if you were reading along in your own Bible, or if you have the Bible app, I highly encourage uh, using that and going through it. So let's go back up to the first verse, verse one. To you, Lord, I call, you are my rock. So it's clear that for David, the Lord, our God, is his rock his foundation something strong in his life right his rock uh jesus talks about how he is the way the truth and the life and it talks about how we are built upon him that he's a rock he's our foundation so he's calling out to the lord saying you are my rock let's keep reading do not turn a deaf ear to me For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. So he's calling out to God saying, God, hear me. Please don't ignore me. Please don't remain silent. Talk to me. For if you don't, I have no hope. I will be like those who go down to the pit, who despair, who have no hope, who are lost in wickedness and sin. 
Next verse. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. So he's saying, God, hear me. I'm calling out to you for help. I'm lifting up my hands to you. I'm worshiping you. I'm giving you glory, your most holy place. So when it says he lifts up his hands towards your most holy place, uh, back historically, this could refer to him lifting up his hands towards the temple, up towards heaven. Wherever he's lifting our hands, we can understand this as, God, we're lifting up our hands to you. We're showing you that we're reaching out for you. We're calling for help. A relevant example in your own life, you're just going through something. Something's coming hard at you. Whatever it could be, a challenge at work, a challenge at home, some sort of circumstances arising that is trying to get you to doubt who you are or go down a road you know is not good to go down. So you just get alone with God, whether it's in your car, in your room, whatever, wherever, and you just cry out in your heart or with your words, God, I need your help. I need to hear from you. What are you telling me? Help me, God. I'm lifting up my hands. I'm lifting up my my heart. You know, you could even imagine you're like, you're lifting up your heart before God towards his most holy place. So let's keep reading. Verse three, do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil. So he's saying, don't put me in that group of people who enjoy doing wicked or evil things. Don't, don't put me in that group with them. Don't drag me away with them, God, because that's not who I am. That's not who I seek to be. I seek to follow you and be one who pleases you in all things. It continues. Who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. So he's saying, God, I'm not someone who goes and speaks nice words to my neighbor, but in my heart, I'm plotting evil things against them, or I'm thinking evil thoughts about them, even while I smile to their face. He's saying, that's not who I am, Lord. Don't put me, don't see me that way. Don't put me in with that group of people. Because God, you know, God, it says, hates what is evil. He hates all evil works. Now he loves us. And even if we do things that are not good, that could be considered evil, God hates that behavior, but he sees us through Christ. He sees the value of our lives in him restored and made new. But David here is saying like, God, you know, that's not who I am. You know, I'm not seeking to do those evil things. Don't put me in that group of people. And then David gets a little serious here and he says, repay them, those people who are doing those kinds of things and are willingly pursuing those things. He's saying, repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Now that's really intense. And I don't know if I would ever pray that to God. I think I would say something more along the lines of God, change them, bring their hearts to repent and come to you. But God is a God who, he, our Father is one who has said he will repay what we do. You know, if you, if you live a life to please yourself at the expense of others, you'll reap the rewards of that life, which is sin and death. If you live a life to please God and serve others, you'll reap the rewards of that. Eternal life in him, relationship with him, uh, fruit of the spirit, his life coming in and through us. It's really intense, but it's something worth looking into. All right, let's keep going. And so David kind of gives reasons here for why the Lord feels this way and why he feels this way as well. Because they, those people who are willingly pursuing evil things, because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what his hands have done. So they don't acknowledge God. They're not seeking God. They care nothing for what the Lord has done. 
so the Lord will tear them down and never build them up again. Jesus kind of gives a parable of a house built on the rock and a house that's built on the sand. So Jesus, again, is the rock, and David calls out to the Lord and calls him his rock. So the storm comes and beats against both houses, the house built on the rock and the house built on the sand. The house built on the rock stands firm. The house built on the sand crashes and its destruction was complete. So this is something we can see as, I want to build my life in the Lord. I want to build my life in God because he's a firm foundation. He's a rock. Let's keep reading. Verse 6, praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. And the Lord does hear our cry. So this is telling us he's giving thanks to God because he knows God has heard his cry for mercy, for help. Let's keep reading. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. And how true is that? When you have an intimate relationship with God, when he is your source of strength and life and he is your rock and your firm foundation, he's, he's your protection, he's your shield, he's your strength. And your heart comes to trust in him and he helps you in all things. God is for us in all things. It says, God's will is for us, not against us, to give us a hope and a future. And so it continues here. My heart leaps for joy and with my song, I praise him. When you understand something like that, and David, he understands. His heart leaps for joy at this understanding and he praises God with songs because his heart is just overflowing with joy out of the amazing relationship he has with the one who created him with our God with the Lord and so he praises him with song out of a joyful heart it continues verse 8 and verse 9 the Lord is the strength of his people a fortress of salvation for his anointed one save your people and bless your inheritance be their shepherd and carry them forever yeah God is the strength of his people he is attentive to the needs of his children, and he hears their cries for help. So when we continue to pursue God, cry out to him for help, give him thanksgiving and praise and honor him and seek to align our ways to his in all things, he is our strength. He is our fortress, our protection. He is our salvation. And he has given us in Christ the life that the anointed one, Jesus, lived holy, blameless, and above reproach, new life in Christ. And so now this is David calling out to God in the last verse, save your people and bless your inheritance. Because it's interesting, the people of Israel were considered the inheritance of God, right? His possession. And yet he also considers them his children. So it's really beautiful here. David saying, save us, your people, your believers, your children, and bless us be our shepherd and carry us forever and i think some of you may know jesus is called a shepherd and we are called sheep we are the sheep and the lord is our shepherd he cares for us he lays us down in green pastures by good water and he cares for us and comforts us we recognize his voice and we run to him and we flee from the evil one and the ways of this world i think a relevant example of this uh, how you can kind of apply this and, and put this as an example in your own life is to take this kind of understanding as the Lord being your rock, right? And recognizing in yourself that you're not seeking to do evil or wicked things, but to come to God for help and to be changed through knowing him. 
and that our hearts our hearts leap for joy out of knowing that he loves us and cares for us and that he is our strength, our shield, our protection. And we praise him with our song. And we trust that he is our shepherd and he carries us forever. And we can just come to God in prayer with that in our hearts, go to him during any times of hardship that we may be experiencing and know that's what's going on. I think a personal example, a personal story. God, do you have any good suggestions? I think a good uh, a good personal story I could share of this would be kind of referencing back when I was at Job Corps, right? When I was at Job Corps, uh, I didn't really have a relationship with God, with God, through Christ, but I knew He existed and I knew He supposedly cared for me, and so even with that limited understanding, I cried out for Him to help me, to hear from Him, because I knew if I could hear from God. It would be a strength to me. It would be a source of life. I knew that it would be something that would bless me. And so calling out to him in that way was a start, right? And it's just the way this starts out. And But God has grown me now to, from that place, I call out to him knowing I need his help. Hearing from him will guide me. And yet also my heart rejoices in knowing I have a relationship with him through Christ and that he's my fortress, and and all these good things that this psalm illustrates. So I think we're going to end it on that, end it on that note, and I'm just going to go into uh, closing this up. So next week, God be willing, we're going to be doing a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 31 through 36, and in that particular uh, segment, it's going to be John the Baptizer speaking to his disciples, and it's a really clear, uh, cl- uh, cool message. Excuse me. And I think you guys, if you look into that and read that ahead of time, that would be great. All right, so let's go over the days and times, and then we can finish with a prayer. So the Walk with Christ podcast is four days a week, and God be willing, each segment is released at 7 p.m. And so those days are Monday. Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, and those segments are Testimonies, Bible Study Today, Freestyle, and Praying, or Talking with the Father. So please be sure to listen out for those, check those out. I know on Anchor, when these episodes are released, they release right away, Um, and on some other platforms like Spotify or Google Play or Google Podcasts, those may take a day or two before they come out. So just be aware of that. And let's close, let's finish this up with prayer. Papa, we are your children, and we're coming before you, reading your word, seeking to grow in intimacy and love with you. We want to be like David, a man who is considered to be after your own heart, and have a firm understanding that you are our rock, you are our hope and our salvation, and that we are not seeking to do evil things, but to come into relationship with you. Thank you for growing us and guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your evening or day whenever you listen. Take care, everyone. Love you. God bless. Bye-bye.